Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Communications Online, and we have the ACO Radio Club with uh, Janet Carol Lesson, Dr. Uh, Bruce Cornett, Thomas R. Becker, Ken R. Johnston, Thomas A. Sinisi, and Dr. Alexander Sasha Lesson, and we have uh, in the past, done Ace Folk Life oral historians in the spoken word and in our Ascension Center, our Ascension Center network in Hawaii. And our Ace team presents uh, some information. And in the past, we've been open source. And we uh, have been together since 2003 from Kentucky. And I have moved to Florida. And we're involving crowds and, and groups and associations and professional associations and um, hobbyists. And uh, there's the uh, various groups in folklore and legacy. And uh, we have people that share music and books and influence history and discuss uh, various arts, culture, education, science, technology, history, and folk life. And uh, we have various initiatives and resources and supporters, and we appreciate everybody. And uh, we are working together today in uh, what's new and who we are and who's who and uh, how we will move forward with our humanistic commitment to our scientific engagement, but also how we may register as a charitable organization internationally in the future, because our mission's always been to stimulate cultural equity through uh, preservation, research, 
and dissemination of the world's books and music and uh, our communities and pop culture now with our creative heritage. And our background comes from uh, many years of uh, knowing each other in the uh, hills of Kentucky. And uh, I was born in Louisiana. And um, I loved going to Washington, D.C. and visiting the uh, Library of Congress and the Smithsonian with my dad. And so some of my best memories are going to libraries and museums. And I don't want to see that go away. And uh, I know we have a lot of people that love ancient cultures and now ancient aliens and the History Channel. And uh, we have the Travel Channel, and uh, we're doing everything we can in the uh, documentary and the film industry to make original collections. And um, back in 1996, when the Al- Mr. Lomax, let me see if I can, Alan Lomax retired, uh, we founded the ACE for Cultural Equity. And he explored and preserved the world's expressive traditions with humanistic commitment and scientific engagement. And ACE was registered then as a charitable organization in the state of New York in 1983. So he was housed at the New York City's Hunter College. But it still remains for us to learn how we can put our magnificent mass communications technology at the service of each and every branch of the human family. So... That's the background of he was a musicologist, writer, and producer. He spent his life researching and promoting unrecorded and unrecognized music and dance and oral traditions. And uh, that was to reaffirm the beauty and unique value of folk traditions in our source communities and on the world stage. So uh, we are continuing uh, that development, and we have had archivists that have been sharing lots of information with the world, including uh, this type of collection. And we'd like to keep that up with our white papers on the National Cultural uh, World and the National Endowment for Humanities. And uh, there's a need to support your local, regional, and immigrant folk life, but also white Anglo-Saxon Protestant folk life. (laughs) So uh, we work with everybody, uh, regardless of their political or religious uh, or even personal descriptions. And so uh, that's when we formed this ACO and TJ Marsh ET Radio. And I formed American Communications Online with some friends of mine. And uh, we're doing a community that I've been working in forever, it seems like, in my whole life. But we're updating today in the 2020, our partners and collaborators, including with the Library of Congress, Rock Foundation, Green Family Foundation, Center for Research and Black Culture, and Grenadian Ministry of Tourism and Culture, Irish Traditional Music, and uh, many, many others that are individuals, uh, scholars, academics, and researchers. And uh, my specialty has uh, been chosen for me, so to speak, as a alien contactee, UFO experiencer uh, in my reality. Plus, I've died several times, so I work with phenomenology, and I work with uh, paranormal and uh, historians that do... uh, I met J. Allen Hynek, and I agreed to uh, just help keep this, what we call the alien ET UFO community alive with plenty of people that are people that uh, share that. Now, I'm going to call 
one of Jan Aldrich. We're doing our best to help him in a collaborative uh, understanding of doing his uh, claims of uh, archiving and as a historian and a professional because he has a degree and will put up his knowledge to uh, with anybody. And uh, we're doing a group called UFO Association Organization for people that have that niche genre. And uh, we're going to try to put all the different people that work with all the organizations, if they want to be in our little club. It's only $3 a month. Uh, and we have different levels. And we train people in oral history. So I'm going to see if he'll answer today. Make sure I've got the right phone. Hello? Hi, is this Jan Aldrich? Yes, Hello. it is. Can, great. You sound like you're out of breath. Are, are you willing uh, I to just help got, us today? I just got back from an appointment. It's just I just now pulled into the driveway now. Okay, well, take a few minutes. Uh, I can try to see if I can get some help with us. Jan, uh, Janet Leslie well, let me go on the other on. phone here. Let me go on the okay, other phone Okay, well, go here. ahead. This We're just, live. This will just take okay. a second. All righty then. We'll do the time machine and uh, keep our timelines uncrossed and stay right here with uh, the gentleman of Connecticut uh, for our association, one of the principal chief directors uh, with Jan Maccabee and uh, Dr. Bruce Maccabee, Ph.D., and we have Dr. Bruce Cornett, as I mentioned, and we have Dr. Alexander Sasha Lesson is okay, our three PhDs. Great, great, Jean. I appreciate it. You're like me, the working class association of our various associations. And I was talking to people about our ACE Association and some of the history of collecting musicology cultures with music. And, uh, you know, we've got various groups. And that was found, uh, founded by Alan Lomax in 1983. And we have con continued on with our ACE Folklife Society, but we've been doing this open source, and we would like to be an international 501c3, but uh, the Association for Cultural Equity is a 501c3, not-for-profit, charitable organization chartered in New York. Now, you're in Connecticut, and I'm in Florida, and then Janet's in Hawaii, and would like to be custodians of whatever domains and uh, files we have, but we've seen that a lot of people can't really afford to keep it all up, and it goes into the Wayback Machine. Are you familiar with the Wayback Machine? Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, even, though, even with the Wayback Machine, has just been lost. Right, right, including a lot of stuff I've done for years with Ace Folklife and American News Magazine and a lot of stuff. So we, uh, I, it's, it's, it's expensive to keep up databases. And uh, I've been with Google since 97, I believe. Uh, he started at May 97. And I was lucky to be uh, inside the government and then working at U.S. Express and being trained to run 100, train people 100, 150 at a time with, uh, have you heard of Qualcomm? Yeah, yeah, I, I overstock in Quilcom. Wow, I used to. I don't know if I still do because I sold it to buy a car <laughs> when I retired. Yeah. But uh, Quilcom invented tech and the world loves. So uh, anyway, I train people. So I'm going to try and use, now that I've retired, some of my uh, 
skills with yours being that you and I both worked in security and information and personnel and worked in the government and uh, maybe we've got a higher calling to help before we pass on and leave something but we've got to figure out the best way to convene with our academics and higher education and journals and have I don't I guess we're going to have an open journal system I don't know but I've been talking to you about archiving and the best way to save money for all our organizations uh, open journal systems and the public knowledge project. I don't know if you're the multi-university, but you and I do uh, free open source, but we're not connected to money or any of the universities. So uh, last week we were talking about how we were going to do this professionally or as a hobby or both, but apparently the government and the American Communications Online is my holding company for such things is developing as a developer in American Communications Online Broadcasting Company, how we're doing speech craft and, and the spoken word. And I've got book two, episode six for today up for Jan Aldrich, you as an oral historian with Ace Folk Life, but also with UFO Association Organization as a principal helping Dr. Bruce McAbee and his wife Jan. And then how you and I have gone back and helped uh, in our past in organizations like Center for UFO Studies, J. Allen Hynek, because that's big up for even my family calling me about Project Blue Book and thinking maybe they owe me an apology, which I mentioned last week, that maybe some of this stuff isn't all woo-woo and foo-foo fighters or that maybe some of it's real. But you've been discussing whether it's real or not, how to get around all this. And uh, Jan, if you'll hold on just a minute, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, if you don't mind, whatever formal introduction for today's oral history on your book six, and then we'll bring on Janet Carroll Lesson, who just tuned in. So you go ahead, if you don't mind, just introduce yourself. Well, I'm I'm Jan Aldrich. I've spent uh, uh, 50 years stealing from the government, and and they haven't caught me yet. Uh, first, I was in the uh, military for 25 years uh, as a meteorologist. Uh, uh, security and intelligence, um, assistant uh, adjutant, and uh, um, finally as uh, safety. And I was this. Uh, I was an enlisted person, so they threw me into a uh, high-level safety uh, position that should have been filled by a, uh, um, uh, a rather high-level um, uh, civilian safety uh, person who had uh, who had uh, taken a lot of court had taken. Uh, the requisite courses probably had a degree, but uh, sometimes you just go where you where you're sent and you do what they, you know, you you uh, try to pick up what what uh, the job is and uh, do it to your best. And so that's how I've done. I've been in that position several times. Uh, after that, I worked for the post office for 25 years. Um, and so that's uh that's about government service now i uh for about almost sixty years I've been interested in u f o s and uh uh 
the last uh, years I have collected huge amounts of material, uh, either by uh, uh, certain people uh, donating me their collections before they passed on, or uh, from going around the country and uh, visiting people or visiting archives and visiting uh, uh, newspaper uh, morgues and uh, doing research in libraries and archives. Uh, my main uh, interest in ufology is history and close encounters. I really think it's important. I think that's the way to study the uh, the UFO phenomena is by close encounters. There's uh, there's a lot of clues in there, and if we uh, if we gather enough evidence and lay it out on the table, we can maybe come up with something. Um, my friend Lauren Gross wrote a book called uh, "The Fifth Horseman of the Apocalypse," and he got that title from uh, Dr. Lincoln Laplace, who was a meteor tracer in New Mexico. And what Lauren would do is get all the, uh, for a certain year, he'd get all the documents, sightings, other developments for that year, and lay them out in his giant living room and dining room, and then put them in chronological order, and then write about them. And so that's more or less what we have to do with, uh, I believe, Close Encounters. They've, they've got to all be laid out and uh, studied very carefully. Now, there's a lot of people who say, well, well, we don't have to do everything, do anything because we already know everything. No, we don't. I don't think we know anything. All these people that are waiting for disclosure, I'm sorry. You're barking up the wrong tree. There's not going to be disclosure. You're, we're going to have to do it ourselves. And that means work. And this is a subject that apparently doesn't like too much work. It's like I've told other people. It's 2% perspiration, 2% research, and 96% uh, speculation. Uh, we have, uh, it's like Heineck said, we have, we have an embarrassment of riches. We have thousands upon thousands of, uh, of cases, but we haven't really studied more than a few of them. And some of them we keep going over, over again and they're, they're false trails because they've been shown to be IFOs, but they're still kept in, in people's minds as uh, a, uh, the real thing, which they aren't. Uh, <clears throat> so I, uh, I am not too... Uh, too convinced that in in what little time I have left that we're going to find out what UFOs are. I do believe <laughs> there are a lot of people right now that are trying to find something out, but they're more more or less doing it lone wolf style. 
there are some well, let me bring on one of those. Oh, go ahead. Finish that. Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's some organizations. That's a perfect segue for Janet Carol Lesson, who's been working with me since 2012 in Revolu- uh, not, well, Revolution Radio, too. But uh, the main thing is Ascension Center organization, is, and I've got Ascension.Center, and she has AscensionCenter.Network. And we're networking as an outreach with uh, Jan Aldrich today on his book, two, episode six, for the UFO Association organization, Ace Folklife Oral Historians. And uh, Janet Carol Lesson, I'd like you to introduce yourself so we can talk with Jan today about uh, how we're going to save everybody money and work in free libraries or on websites. So go ahead, introduce yourself. Hi, aloha. This is Janet Carol Lesson. I'm uh, a frequent co-host with Teresa J. Morris on the uh, group for what do you call it? simulcast. We do an Aquarian radio network and T.J. Morris EP radio and we're authors and I also do shows with my husband, Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson, and we have dozens of websites and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so we're very busy, busy, busy people. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm tuning in. Um, I, I'm just getting dealt by day job, my other job. I'm tuning into the show. I know that Therese has been doing this show for how many weeks now? Six weeks or something? Uh don't know. Uh, I think I don't know if this is our tenth week or not. It's episode okay. six on book two. So we did. No, we've already done ten or twelve weeks before on book one. This is book two, wow. so you're on episode six. Yeah, time flies when you're oh, having fun, amazing. folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I'm, I I tuned in periodically, um, and it's a great job, and I'm glad you're getting it all documented. And I'm I'm here. I can ask some questions here and again, and uh, I'm not sure exactly my role today's show, but I tuned in and I'm here, and uh, I'm here to serve. And if we want to ask each other questions, or how do we want to do this? Well, if you'll pull up blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash TJMarcyT Radio, and then uh, the Gaia movement is really big, but with environmental and education, which is really big now with the young kids. And, Jan, we were talking about the baby boomers, and uh, this is actually what we would like to historically archive as uh, the spoken <laughs> word with Jan Aldrich. And Jan has been explaining various organizations, but I do want to help the Gaia movement, so I'll put in Gain Gaia movement, but there are always watchers on people doing various profits and non-profits and, uh, as a non-profit organization, and we haven't really formed ours. We have an unincorporated association of various organizations, so how you know we get to work together, I'm doing my best to form a community uh, on Patreon, so I'll invite everybody that if you want to work on a project with my company, my company is American Communications Online Broadcasting Company, and I help do live shows and podcasts, as well as I have TJ Mars Publishing for books, and we use, like everybody else do, print on demand through Amazon and uh, Lulu. All these companies I worked with with book publishing pretty much all went to print on demand. With uh, There's a whole historical story about Amazon coming in and changing the, print business, the, the printing business I won't go into right now. But uh, Jan has agreed to help me where Dr. Bruce Maccabee, uh, 
left off and asked to step down, but he's uh, still in our group, as is Jan. I got a message thanking me for keeping up the community and uh, how we're doing it in free social media. And Dr. Bruce McAbee asked if he could step down and simply be noticed in Facebook because it was easier for him, but I have seen him here. He's still doing films and documentary and being asked as a walk-on and with uh, Jan and some working with various producers in our uh, LinkedIn community. So, uh, whoops, Janet fell off. I guess she'll be back in a minute. So uh, the phone rang. But, uh, Jan, back to you. Now, you uh, had to say you're in the middle of a sentence when Janet came on. I'm sure she'll be back with uh, the organizations that you see us doing this with. Well, no, I... uh... Our own, or I can't. Say, I can't this. say that there's there's uh, 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 there's much organizational work that's going on right now. That uh, you know, uh, Mufon Mufon is active, uh, but uh, many others are uh, in a quintessent period. They're they're dormant or. Uh, they're working on things where they 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 they're not recruiting people on the outside to do things. Um, I just watched a Nova uh, program, and they were talking about uh, how they got thousands of people all around the world to uh, to uh, look at these uh, photographs they had of. Uh, uh, Animals in the uh, in in a, in a uh, South American country, I think it was, um, and some of these animals are are not even well known, and so they had all these people look at these uh, assigned a certain number of pictures to each person to look at them because these things were being taken on and off uh, during the day and during the night at night vision type of stuff so they could uh, identify some of these animals and see some of the uh, the habits that they had <laughs> and they had several several thousand people looking at these things we have nothing like that we've never had anything like that uh, <clears throat> these were like citizen scientists uh, this is exactly what we need for uh, ufology We've got all this lone wolf thing, so we keep re, uh, reinventing the wheel, um, and cooperation seems to be uh, uh, something that uh, is hard to get. Uh, and like I say, if you don't have, if you don't, if you, if money isn't involved, you can't get consistent results. Money helps there, but uh, we're not in a position to. Hire a bunch of people to uh, um, to analyze things, or get things in order, or translate things, or anything like that. Now, uh, for a while, we had NICAP, and they did a lot of uh, investigating, and to a certain extent, MUFON has a has its own model of investigation. NICAP had a little little subcommittees all around the country. So uh, I think they had 45 altogether, but at one time they probably had 30 that were active. Uh, 
So they had them in California, Texas, Iowa, Illinois, Florida. Sometimes they had more than one. A state like Texas, you need a lot of these little committees running around and investigating things. So that's that's investigation. Now, we don't do so bad there because we do have a, a lot of, uh, or we've, we've had in the past, organizations that do send investigators out. The problem comes after they get the data. The data starts disappearing or is not organized or, um, and that's, that's my main fault. I've got, I don't have a filing system. I've got a piling system. Uh, I've got tons of stuff here, rooms full of files and things. And uh, after collecting things for almost 50 years, it's time to try to start putting it in some kind of order. So I haven't been doing that. And my... Uh, my alibi is that uh, I've been in the Army and I've been uh, working for the post office, and both of those eat up a tremendous amount of time. Now that I'm retired, I'm trying to get this stuff, these files, um, scanned and on a computer medium so that people can use them. Now, I recommend... Uh, uh, people go to the uh, the internet and look up the big study. It's done by Michael Swords, <clears throat> and he's had he's had as, as much experience as I have. <coughs> Being a professor, he was able to give more time to. Uh, making files and analyzing material. And the big study is the result of his his work. It goes through uh, hundreds of blog entries, uh, what he thinks is the best way to attack the UFO problem. Uh, and I highly recommend it. Um, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't uh, written for it in about... Uh, five years now but it still is uh, consulted by a large number of people um, and like I said real ufology is uh, is a lot of grunt work and people don't want that they want uh, instant results or uh, great things and a lot of ufology is failure. Um, we have we get thousands of reports, but many are not worth anything, or they're uh, easily explainable. And the, some of them that are, are uh, need to be uh, further developed. A lot of this is not really. Um, glamorous or anything it's uh it's to a certain extent it's tedious i find it exciting though when i can uh marry up 
data from one place to another uh, saying the same uh, the same sighting. I can find the additional data uh, uh, that that other people had looked at the same place in the, or had looked at and and come up with uh, more data. Um, the whole thing about ufology is more data. Well, we've got so much now we're we're busting at the seams. Now we need to put it in some kind of order, and we need to analyze it. And that's why I say my interest is history and uh, close encounters, because I think that's the way to attack this problem. That's a good idea. And I've got uh, the space uh, – what did I what did I start? One of these I start Facebook pages all the time. Space Travel Advocates, I think, S T A. And uh Jan and I have Alien Contact Org. We just had some radio shows to archive. But uh Janet, what do you think of his proposal for he he has uh, close encounters in historians, but uh we're looking at how to bring as many people together as we can. But not lose our archives in the Wayback Machine, Janet, because, you know, I've lost my American News Magazine. I've lost my data, and I've lost my computers, and that's what I've learned in doing this uh, for many, many, many years. But uh, we hear the, the government's going to keep it for national security reasons out in the mountains, but they're collecting data, but we don't know if there's, there's future talk of it being – kept on crystals and all of that but you know like we did the crystal skulls we can cross over into the 13 crystal skulls but that's uh ace folk life of metaphysics but janet you know uh this What's is for question? jan and how we can i don't know uh what the question's uh, supposed to be because jan's got good ideas but he's got his files project 1947 I've got all my files here on TJ T Radio of people we've done and ideas for the Ascension Center and the Ace Folk Life, which, you know, we have. And I've talked about ACO Club forever on my shows here. So I have historical archives and documents along with you on the Ascension Center network. But uh, how do you feel? Because we, we're all paying as individuals, like Jan said. And, uh, you know, the various, I've got We Three Are Principles, the various courses, scopes, disciplines, projects, and resources in our own databases. So what are we willing to do and what are we willing to pay for as individuals versus sharing an open source so everybody can see it, which is my Ace Folk Life historians. But now Jan has come out and explained to us on radio back last year, last summer, with uh, Barry Greenwood, uh, I don't know if were you here or not, Janet. Do you remember, uh, Janet? Well, let me, let me do you interject remember? something before we get too far down the line because I have a little piece of information here. When I was working at Federated Investors in the late '80s, early '90s, I got. Can to you go speak a, a little louder? Up, I got to go on a day trip up to the mines where they stored. This is the Federated Investors, so they're required by law to keep records. So Federated Investors of right. Pennsylvania, so are they still in existence? There, I'm, I'm pretty sure they would like to force 
third or fourth largest, largest investment company, and I worked for them in the late uh, 80s, early 90s. I, think, I worked in the late 80s. So then I got to go up to the mine, and uh, I got a tour of the mine somewhere in Pennsylvania, and it's a deep underground facility. And so we were in little golf carts going around, or a little bit bigger than that, on a tour. And they were showing us all the different places. All you could see was the doors, but you went down and down and down and around. And it's like they it, it, carved out the inside of a giant mountain. And so okay. this is one of many facilities around the world, which um, a lot of the main companies store their information. So I'm pretty ah. sure that everything, everything that's getting generated is underground, pretty safe, uh, designed to, you know, last forever. And they did the same thing with the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki had the underground storage, and then, of course, in Norway, have, they have a place where they're storing all the seeds. Well, there's probably many places where seeds are being preserved, or they should be preserved, besides just Norway. Uh, these underground vaults, which... You know, we can restore civilization if we get wiped out, if we so well choose. So um, so that's one level. And then the other day, my friend called me. I won't name his name. And he, he went out over 22,000 other archaeologists. And he's going on a dig in Iraq. And he said they're back to four label, levels. And they have eight more levels. And he said that they... We beat out 22,000 other people, and they're going to go down eight levels, and it's four levels. They're already back to, like, I, I'm trying to find my notes, 5,000 BC, something like that. So we're going to, we're probably going to be going back down to Nokia for 450,000 years. So somehow this stuff gets preserved. And so, and then there's the Akashic record. So somehow... Even though we may not be aware of it, there's some effort to preserve the information that's generated by, you know, humanity, be it extraterrestrial or our own Earth-based forces or a combination thereof. So I think this stuff is getting preserved. Everything we say, everything we say is somehow getting preserved. So what is your goal? So you want to do what with this information? Are you attempting to... um, somehow influence the course of uh, creation, of humanity, of where we're going? What is your goal, your personal goal, both of you, by archiving this information? What do you hope to accomplish? Because we all just get to dance for a short while. We're just uh, dust in the wind. But what, do you, what is your well, legacy, I can, both of you? What is your legacy? I can go back to metaphysics, but let's just say that maybe now in the Ascension Age, which I came to purposely mention and uh, remain, uh, I was hoping to remain anonymous. (laughs) But let's just say for sake of of, uh, future disclosure of humanity that some of us, uh, know that we're inside like an illusion and one way to think about it with your filters and that uh, we have proven working in various universes that each one of us is a 
fraction. It's like taking a mirror and shattering it into pieces. And now the young people that I mentioned baby boomers were baby boomers. But let's say that some of us now have gotten out the reincarnation uh, bubble that people realize that they live forever that energy can neither be uh, created or destroyed, it can just be moved around. So with my goal before I pass, being that I've passed three times already and keep coming back to help this group on this planet and this bubble, is the fact that I'm here to make sure all the universes get pieced back together. And on this planet and this uh, group of, of beings that keep coming back to work here, some of them call it a prison planet, is the fact that uh, they're here until they level up. And back in uh, when I was with NASA and we went to watch 2001 Space Odyssey in the 60s, uh, we thought we were going to be in a completely different world that we all thought we created, and somebody stole the narrative. So again, like uh, the Caesar uh, Rome period, I call it pinpoints in time because well, time is an illusion. We have space-time. But I don't want to get into the quantum physics of it. But at the same time, we're looking for ways to keep a reality in check. And UFO Association can do that because they've already swapped the narrative. The baby, uh, We're baby boomers, but the millennials have already stuck it over at UAP with the help of some old-timers that keep the uh, uh, greed going on. But, okay, so we're going to go UAP now. But, uh, you know, I saw lots of things where different people take their ideas, and that's fine. There's abundance here. There's enough for everybody, but I want to do the uplifting and solution. So in answer to the question, I joined with Jan to take who we are in the past uh, and, and assist with the ACE folk life, which I've been a member of at least on the Internet since 2003 when I started doing events, and helped with my husband get his books written. And so I've joined in doing speech craft in Ascension Center with uh, since the 80s uh, in Hawaii, and I'm trying to form Ascension Center with Ace Folklife and ACO Association with UFO Association, which I actually agreed to do years and years ago. So I have a contract of life. May 10th, 1967 to May 10th, 2017, for 50 years. But in my past lives, I've seen where we thought we did this once, and we put it all in libraries, and I'd be damned if they didn't have a fire when Rome decided to take it over and burnt the friggin' library down. So we're trying to do something better in uh, many universes, including the Crystal Skulls, but nobody's going to believe that, and hook the grid back up with the Akashic Field, which nobody's going to believe that. So... As long as we can do today in reality, we can be disgruntled entrepreneurs and help people like Jan. Jan's had cancer in his throat, and it's in remission, or he got rid of it. Jan, are you completely uh, fluid-free of anger, cancer, and so you can help us with this? You're free? Well, yeah, I'm free of cancer. I'm seven years free from cancer. All right. Well, I see this as we're doing hard copy, but Jan knows past libraries. We do this over and over on this planet. We come back and we, you know, we sabotage our cultures. And, Jan, don't you want to see what you've done or the people in the baby beam or even all the way back to uh, 
I don't know, whoever you want, the book authors and the people that helped us with Grudge and Sign and UFO associations. I mean, pull them together and and try to save your stuff. So Jan's got a point. There's They were going to put investors. We've got caves all over the place. And that may help in the future, but some things that are left in stone and the marks may survive, but the culture doesn't. Because the people used oral, they thought, okay, well, we'll definitely, you know, try to keep some of this in various languages. But uh, when the people come back, those that are above us or know more than we do out there how to, you know, create universes, they sometimes have different groups for whatever reason come back down. And we don't know. So you're calling various levels in this game of life or game of the universes uh, something like uh, Close Encounters. So that is like a story. So we're all storytellers, and we're all individuals, and we're all broke off from the original. Now, the young kids are going back to uh, what we did with uh, how the how the world and movie industry saw 2001 Space Odyssey, and now they've got the theory of everything with Tom Campbell, my big toe, and uh, physics, and not everybody is, is going to accept what we've done in the past with separating politics and religion. And so they're bringing it together in sort of a science, spiritual science, quantum physics, and going to try to pull it in together into one big blog, like 2001 Space Odyssey. And I've seen the films that people are making, and they're great. But they're saying that all of our consciousness is out there like that big plank, did you see that, Jan, 2001 Space Odyssey with that big plank out there? They're saying now that our consciousness is separate from this reality and that it's outside this universe somewhere, outside all universes. And I've been to seven myself, and I couldn't get any farther. So did you see yeah, that plank? I'm, so, I don't, I'm sorry. That's, 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 that, you know, that's, that's metaphysical and way beyond what I'm doing. I'm doing simple grunt work. And, All right. Well, that's maybe. I'd like so, to yeah, plant. I'd like to plant this idea. Uh, two things that people might want to look at uh, before before uh, you pass. No, before <laughs> we finish this program. Um, okay. <laughs> just recently. Just recently, uh, uh, if you go to uh, Above Top Secret, the website. Okay. Sure. If you go to that one. Um, there's millions of pages of uh, records and uh, transcripts of uh, podcasts and uh, media, uh, uh, various media interviews and things like that that have just been put on the web. And if you go there, it'll okay. tell you how to get to it. So um, I'm that's there. one thing. That's a huge. It's a huge. Uh, repository of information that's just been put up, so everybody above can use secret. it. It's free for everybody. So it's uh, okay. the, the website is above top secret, um, right. and people may be aware of that because uh, it, it usually uh, lets people know when when uh, re- records and things become available. Um, yeah, uh, I asked Lear to come on. What's his name uh, out there in Vegas? Uh, I always call him Bob, but it's not John Lear. I asked J- John, right? John Lear, isn't that it? Janet, you've interviewed him. 
Ask him to come on. I'm on but mute. he says you yes, do right. Isn't it John Lear? You've had him on, the one from yes, Vegas, it's the John pilot. Lear. He was in MUFON. Yeah. Well, I ask him to come on. He, All right. Well, he, he doesn't do radio anymore. He told me that. So, uh, but he does. Uh, pro- he told me about Above Top Secret years ago. So, Jan, I don't know how long it's been no, going on. No, this is on, just a website. It's, it's named Above Top Secret. It's not anything to do with Lear. It's a website. It's well, named Above it. Top Secret. He uses it. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, he he promoted it on some films. Right. So, uh, oh, it's, I just, uh, yeah. he is in our UFO association. Or he is an right. old-timer. We're going to discuss who's who today. I hope if we so, get around uh, to it. All right. I'm here. Well, the other thing is, is I already mentioned uh, the big study, and so this is uh, this is what I want to do. I want to do with my stuff is uh, the big study. The big study. It's uh, okay. I'll go there. You just you just put that into Google and it'll go right to it. And it's okay. uh, And it's uh, Michael Swords's. Um, uh, adventures Walking. in ufology and and uh, paranormal because he's 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 interested in more subjects than I am. He's interested in in, in he a says number the of big things. study. The, the big study, study is a blog. It says a, a free blog spot. Walking. Yes, it is a blog spot. Out Proctor, the last foggy path. Okay, it's a free blog. blog it's on Blogger. I've got plenty of these. The Big Study. Okay, these are free. Uh, walking Our Path of Foggy. All right, this is just a free blog on Blogger. So what, what about this? Is this really I, what I you said want it's me Michael, to say? It's Michael Sword's um, uh, uh, work in uh, his uh, – a lot of comments on his lifetime as far as what he's done and what he thinks – how he thinks – um, the subject should be approached and everything like that. And like I said, it's free. Ivan uh, Sanderson stuff? Is yes, like he has a, Yeah, uh, Ivan, you know, when I started out Project 47, I contacted uh, the people that had uh, the Suti and uh, the Pursuit and uh, Ivan Sanderson's uh, stuff, and I said, can I come down and look at them? And the guy who was in charge said no. He said, we're afraid that people will steal stuff. People have been stealing right. stuff. So I'm I said, sure well, can, can, you get, can, you, can you get a, a, a nephew or a niece to watch me while I'm looking at this stuff? And I'll pay for it. And they're so, they were so paranoid, they wouldn't do it. But eventually, there's nobody to... Uh, to get his files, so uh, they gave them to uh, Michael Swords, and uh, uh, they're stored uh, in a uh, in a safe place, and uh, we're looking to make them available to the public. Um, so Ooh, it's, that's it, going to be a and, huge uh, undertaking. So that that yeah, it is huge. Uh, uh, he you know. Uh, uh, Sanderson worked for for decades. I mean, he, he he's passed away, but he I mean he he did a lot of work and 
uh, his files are uh, still in existence, uh, thanks to a couple of people that uh, salvaged them in their uh, um, uh, hopefully we will have a place uh, where the public can come and look at them if they want to. People have been coming yeah, all from all over the world to look at this stuff. Uh, Swords, uh, uh, Swords had a collection of some of Sanderson's stuff was uh, like uh, this. Uh, this Russian scientist wanted to see what uh, Swords had on Yeti, and he had he had all kinds of books. And some of them were in Russian, and the Russian scientists said, you know, I can't get these in Russia. They're, they've disappeared. For all the time they had the communists, they, uh, they, didn't, they weren't interested in this kind of stuff. And he says, I can't get this in Russia, but you have it. So he was able to come and uh, copy that stuff and um, talk to swords about it and... Um, that's uh so th- this um this blog is like going to swords's house and talking to him about how he feels that uh UFOs and of course like I said he's interested in the paranormal so what he thinks about these oh. things it's like a, it's 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 like a uh, a conversation with him if you want um, he likes his style, but it's free. Now, I, this hasn't been updated since 2015. I must right, not be looking at the. Yeah, oh, it is right. Okay. Yeah, it is right. I'm, it hasn't been updated since 2015. It's oh, all true. Okay. Well, it says at the very. Oh my at, gosh. The very end of it, it says, "Yeah, this is a, a, a slow swan song." In other words, he's ending the block after years and years of uh, writing it. Wow. So yeah, if you look in there, and uh, this is—he's uh, a scientist and uh, he's a historian, and uh, he was one of—he was—he was a—he was and Robert Powell were the primary writers of UFOs and government. Well, we've got a Janet's got the only one of all my blogs like this. She uh, uh, asked to have the network in did.net, and, and we uh, back then we could export blogs to our websites. And I can't even do it now. With they've gotten, they've taken so much away. Even though I'm a developer, but uh, it was easy with WordPress at the time I did it. So I transferred her my files when she asked to help me in the way. So she has these blogs like I've got. Uh, but this is just a simple blog, and we could cut and paste it, but we need to see who has the copyright because it's on just a Swords has the copyright, so he doesn't care. Okay. Well, we can grab what it. Do, the what last time I it? met with him, he he told me the whole the whole reason for this is so other people can use it. So, so you want to keep – well, that's what we've been doing for all these years, Janet and I and you – is free open source. Right. So Lauren Gross wrote his books. You know, for a while he sold them afterwards. But then money wasn't the currency he wanted. He well, wanted Bruce information. Well, just joined us. So, okay, Janet uh, may come back in a minute. 
So, Lauren. Bruce? Yes? I'll go ahead. All right. Uh, stand by. We want to introduce you. Go ahead, Jan. I apologize. I just wanted you to know I've got a delay. But right. uh, I'm following what you're saying, and we've uh, this blogger, the big study folks, and I'm hearing what he's saying is we need to grab all this and put it somewhere. But we've got to pay for the databases, and I've got a bunch of them. But go ahead. Uh, and then Bruce Cornett will be here to support you as well. Go ahead. So uh, Lauren Gross, like I said, he, at first he sold his books. But then, the like I said, the currency changed. It wasn't money. It was information. So if you uh, go to uh, uh, Sign Oral History Project or SOPH, no, S-O-H-P, Sign Oral History Project. Yeah, S-O-H-P dot, U, or, dot U.S. Or maybe it's slash U.S. I don't know. I don't have my computer in front of me right now. Anyways, uh, if you go there, there's a, there's a little uh, icon that says uh, UFO, uh, UFOs of History, which is the... Um, the booklets from the uh, um, Fifth Horseman of the Apocalypse, which is what he changed the title to. So there's about 40 booklets covering from uh, pre-47 up to uh, 1963. Um, and like I said, this is how uh, how he did this. He laid everything out in his, uh, for each year or part of a year maybe he'd do six months at a time he'd lay all the documents he had out put them in chronological order and then write about them so that uh and it was it, it was a history all across all kinds of things so um uh it was also uh you know what the what the what the governments were doing all over the world <laughs> anything he could any any information he could get, and he got information from all around the world, people, and so they would uh, he would write these booklets, and uh, those are for free now. They're up on the web. You can read them for free. Uh, my website is free. I mean, you know, this is these are these are none of these things are money making uh, deals or opportunities. They're not they're not for that. It's for it's to to make sure that the data is passed on, and in Lauren's case and in Swords's case, it's the best, some of the best work they've done. Um, well, Dr. Bruce Cornett just joined us, and Janet, I hope you can hear me. Janet's trying to run a business over there, but uh, I asked Dr. Bruce Cornett to weigh in on this subject today for UFO Association. He's joined me uh, with my ACO club as his Tommy for the Alien Contact Organization part of it. But uh, Dr. Bruce Cornett has been a friend of Dr. Maccabee's, I guess, in yours, because I asked you last week if you knew who I was talking about, and you said Bruce Cornett, so he's here now. You guys want to talk a minute? Uh, Dr. Bruce Cornett, uh, why don't you introduce yourself, because this is a uh, live recording. Yeah. Well, this is for yeah. the live recording. I'm oh, for the library. For okay, sure. Okay, go ahead, well, Dr. Bruce. 
uh, I'm not going to go through my uh, you know, curriculum VD or uh, resume or anything like that. At this time, if somebody wants to know um, who I am, they just need to Google Dr. Bruce Cornett, and uh, you'll come up with a whole bunch of uh, links to my web pages, et cetera. So, thank you. Um, I've been in, we're building in this you. field. Go ahead. Okay. I've been in this th- this field since 1992, and uh, involved in this uh, um, interest in the subject uh, when I discovered that it was uh, uh, happening over my uh, condominium uh, in the Middletown, New York, and nearby. And uh, I got uh, Dr. Ellen Crystal to take me out into the field, and she introduced me to the phenomena. And uh, last year, I, I succeeded in publishing a book on my 11-year uh, field study, which is called Unconventional Aerial Phenomena in the Hudson and Walkill River Valley of New York. So it's, it's comprehensive, and you can get the uh, Kindle version, which contains all the pictures in color for only about $9.99. So that is probably the way to go to uh, get a, the full value of the work that I've done. Wonderful. Well, that's a good idea, and we do have an author's book club, folks. So uh, if you want to, let me know who you are and join our little group, and we'll help uh, get your book out there. At least let people know who you are. We're going to do a who's who, and uh, these gentlemen are like me. We're the old guys. (laughs) I seem to get along with people my age because we lived it, folks, but now I'm being asked to train all these kids. and I shouldn't say it that way. The younger generations, my grandson, et cetera, and friends in the – Libraries and the uh, which I love because I lived a lot in libraries and was always assistant librarian and radio show people are wanting to come and want to do uh, learn to do live radio and podcasting and I'm trying to bring it all together and be uplifting for people that also want to train others or teach classes online with webinars so welcome everybody this is the second hour we're right on it this is Teresa J Morris and I have ACO Club and in that I have Ascension Center Organization, and UFO Association, as well as Ace Folklife Historians. And we're all social media. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter are the four main I use. And I've invited friends of mine that are assisting me in actually being principals and helping me organize. And everybody's got such little time. And used to in the past, we met once a month. That's before we had the Internet. (laughs) And then after we had the Internet, I was the president CEO of the local uh, Civitan International, and uh, I was trained to run organizations at the international world level and uh, had to pay my own way to the Hilton and pay my own $100. But uh, Jan and I have been – archivist as well as Dr. Bruce Cornett. So in a way, we're historians, we're archivists, we're ufologists, and we're doing our best to try to get this mainstream, not just a pseudoscience, but it's definitely under anthropology because I got it with Western Kentucky University as uh, folk life, which falls under anthropology and academia. But we're all working together and uh, with Janet Carlesson and Tommy Hawksblood of Hawaii and uh, doing radio shows for the oral and spoken word. So here we are. Now, this is part of book two with Jan Aldrich, episode six, who agreed to come in. And he's been helping Center of UFO Studies 
uh, with Barry Greenwood and taking on different timelines. He took on Project 1947, and uh, he's worked with Bigelow, and so has Cornette. And I find that interesting because we're talking open source, what we're willing to do free in the world and put out there internationally so we can have open source documentation. However, those of you that want to keep your information, we're looking at all the people that talk about servers in the cloud, where our information is stored, and now how much the government FCC rules internationally is shared internationally. Plus, a lot of the countries, China and Russia, like Jan said, they don't really access the information. They don't. They, their company in the communication world, they can't see what we're putting out there. Plus, a lot of stuff we're putting out there is being put in the time, is being flattened, as we say in the uh, communication and digital world, and it's not out there anymore, including things I've put out there. So, uh, Bruce, you want to tell uh, the audience with you and Jan, you guys, we, we want help to bring this together and to uh, make something better. And uh, Bruce uh, Jan is going to a, uh event that I've offered to help get the word out and promote with uh, him for Bob Brown. And I'm real happy about that. I seem a little free thing I made. But, you know, it's easy for me to do because I know how, but not everybody knows how to do it and throw it up for nothing. But anyway, uh we can offer these services, and Janet's back on now. Tommy Hawksblood showed up, but he got he left, and now Janet's back on. But uh, Bruce, go ahead. We're here, and all of us are principals, and we're all trying to work together in free social media, folks. And this is I'm paying to archive this in my archive on Blog Talk Radio, and we're going to talk about what we're all willing to do for our own stuff and our own files, but how do we come together, and how do we save what's out there free? Blogger can go down at any time. They took away G. I don't know when they will, but I've got a lot of stuff that Janet's got, as long as she pays <laughs> for Ascension Center Network, and I've asked her to uh, weigh in, too, but Janet, let's let Bruce weigh in. Bruce Cornette, Dr. Bruce, sure. what, are you willing to pay, what are you willing to pay for? Weigh in on this conversation, because all these groups, CUFOs, MUFON, NICAP, and now we got ACIRA, Spoke Life, but with Jan, you guys do this stuff and have done it for years. But we're we're trying to say, yeah, free is fine. But those of us that are developers and paying for time to be on the internet, you know, we still have to pay our way. But we're willing to all work together and combine our resources. But uh, Dr. Cornette, you're going to be going to an event and speaking in front of people, but you can help us a lot by saying, how can we come together with Jan Aldrich, the old timer, with Bruce McAbee, because you're one of them. So go ahead, weigh in on this. Well, I don't know exactly how I can weigh in uh, other than to say that um, I am at my stage in life where um, I am getting the work that I've done out uh, to the public in uh, publication form. And on the Internet, I've uh, published uh, hundreds of web pages on my uh, sightings, uh, well, each one being well-documented. And they can be accessed through the, uh, the uh, Internet uh, just by Googling my name and following my links to the various uh, front pages that I have generated ever since uh, the late 90s. And uh, I've, uh, there's a uh, YouTube video out uh, that was based on a History Channel um, uh, report or, or series uh, in um, March of uh, 
2008, which was um, about the UFO vortexes, the UFO hunters. And uh, I thought that uh, presentation of Pine Bush and of my work there had uh, just basically dropped off the edge of the earth and in the, once the ancient aliens had come on. And to my surprise, somebody has resurrected it and put it on YouTube. So you just have to uh, Google uh, UFO Vortexes and uh, UFO Hunters, and that video will come up. And it's a very good uh, explanation of what was going on and what I discovered in the field there. Um, on, on February 17th, which is a Monday, I'll be giving a talk, a two-hour talk at the Lachlan uh, UFO Mega Conference in, in Nevada. And uh, that is combining all of my material that I gave at, in two different separate talks at the uh, Coffee 11 Conference and the, um, and the Extraordinary Technology Conference in Albuquerque uh, this um, la previous August. So, uh, and if you want to stay around for my uh, Thursday uh, 20 uh, February talk, so an hour and a half on my personal uh, experiences with ETs and the, the spirit world. And it's, um, as I call it, name it, it's the anatomy of an ET spiritual deception of biblical magnitude. And it involves chapter 12 of the book of Revelation and the woman who bore the male child. And what is important to realize is that I was given a message to present to the world that the uh, alleged uh, return of uh, the, the, the Christian, uh, Judeo-Christian Savior. Um, he's coming back with a different name. He's been reborn to the woman described in Revelation chapter 12. And that happened on the 1st of August, 1967. He recently turned 52 years old. I've met him. He, uh, he's a pilot of uh, extraterrestrial craft. And uh, he has the same uh, genome uh, he's a virtual clone of Jesus Christ. And uh, we'll see if this is all going to pan out. He's just turned 52 years old. And he's uh, has been on Earth many times, walking among us and getting to know the various uh, nations, cultures, uh, people of the Earth, the different languages, etc. So when he does make his official debut, it's going to uh, be a bombshell. Let's put it that way. Wow, what if that's the same guy I thought was Jesus on the spacecraft? <laughs> wow, well, it's all in our filters, folks. It's all in our memories of what we've experienced. Janet, go ahead and weigh in on this. This is blowing my mind because this is on Jan Aldrich's book, folks, and hopefully we can get it translated. But Janet's helping me write a book, and we're going to weigh in on our portal Stargate to all these other universes out there. But Janet... Uh, you know, Doctor, you've, you've interviewed Dr. Cornette, and I want you working with Jan be because I want you to help me with this book. I've been on my show a lot of time. Yes, um, <laughs> been on my show a number of times. We know each other very well. I'm excited that you're going to be presenting. I hope everybody is, uh, you know, safe, <laughs> gets there okay, and gets home safely. Um, but, so what do we weigh? I'm, I got so confused and we or like a hundred things. Well, what are we doing free? 
Well, when you left, uh, he was talking about Blogger, and uh, it's a free Blogger, but that's fine because I've got you've got my archives on your Ascension Center dot network. So that's more metaphysical uh, with our Ace Metaphysical Institute in Hawaii, but it's also with the Ascension Center where we train. That's our certification program in the ACO Association. So, folks, we've got articles and bylaws for this loose, unincorporated association of people, but all of us are doing this free, or we have our own archives. And what Jan brought to the table was... uh, Janet, pulling all this together, but at the same time, you brought up where you think people are going to keep it regardless, and you left, and Jan hadn't really said, uh, you know, answered about the Federation, but us keeping files. But these men are saying before they check out, this is their last Hail Mary, so to speak, just in blog talk, talking among ourselves is the fact that the UFO Association well, organization is recognizing all the old guys and uh, putting them in a professional association. That's one thing that's oh, okay. happening now. Is, uh, a lot of the, the secret space program super soldiers are saying death is not an option. So if you're valuable to not what for me. they want to have happen, <laughs> uh, you're I keep not going to die. But there is no death. You know, that's an illusion. So we're, we are the generation that might be continuing long after our normal, quote-unquote, expiration date. I have a friend whose mother is in her late 90s, and she when she wakes up, she goes, I'm still here. Why am I <laughs> that's what I do. Husband? I'm still here. Yeah, why am I still here? Well, that's here? death and dying. Yeah, so... Um, some people are really living to be old. I think the, the woman that was in Gone with the Wind, what was her name? Um, she's still alive, and she's like 105 or something, 106. She's like, why am I not dead? We're supposed to expire at such and such a date, right? So let's look at this as a, as a brand-new world. It's very different than anything before. We are. In well, I think we're all over 60. Our, I right. hadn't thought and about that. You know, if you go, if 60 you go to, 80. to a, a cemetery from the turn of the last century, you'll know that they didn't live to be over 40. I used to walk as a kid in the 60s. I used to walk to cemeteries, and, I, and I'd tout, and i go, boy, that person's only 35. And we didn't live very long. So now we're, you know, we've doubled our expectancy, and we're in a generation. It's, we couldn't live to be 150. Uh, you know, well, this is 60 to 80 driven. <laughs> We're training right. the young kids in our UFO association. But so 60 to 80. My but now, let me turning 80. My husband's turning 80, and they said the average life expectancy is 78. And he and he got a checkup, and the doctor says, "Oh my God, you are so healthy. Everything <laughs> is off the spectrum. So don't count on on expiring. So that's one thing I want to say. So all right, that's one of our messages, folks. Yeah, don't one of your messages from Janet. Don't call it on Because, yeah, what will you do if you live forever? What will you do? <laughs> you know, and so think of it in terms of extreme longevity, uh, but staying productive and contributing and, and bringing forth this new paradigm of existence. And I was going to say something and then you talk. Uh, let me get back to my thought. So, um, there's another spirit. Helping us free versus paid. Give us space to answer. When you when you ask me a okay, question, free versus paid. 
I lost my train of thought, and I don't want to go in your direction. I'm going to get my thought back because you asked me a question. I want to get my thought. Okay, so I was talking about longevity, and it was another very important point. So we tried for two minutes here, and I'll see if I can get it back. Damn, it's very important. Okay, so what do we do if we live forever? And we're in this work. So I have a friend, Dr. Aubrey DeBray, and he came to my house twice, and I, I, I had him do a presentation at the Temple of Peace here in Maui. And he said that half of the people alive today, so, you know, there's like three and a half billion people are going to live to be a thousand. Because it's based on the current technology. And he came here between 10 to 15 years ago. And he says, and then, so any day now, the technology can be released that will reverse our aging. Not only will we live, but we're not going to live old and decrepit. We're going to live with the rejuvenated bodies. And that's what people say when they die. I had a guest on a couple of days ago. He said, when I was on the other side, and she was there for an extended period of time, and she said, we were all looking about 20. And we had a physical body. It wasn't uh, the same body as this one, but it was slightly different dimensional vibratory frequency. And and so anyway, and she ran into Jesus, too. So people are running into Jesus. And she gave a detailed uh, description about what her encounter was with Jesus. So... Okay, so say the, the Jesus again, story. What are we going to do? Well, let's do yeah, with Jan because I, I think I it's great Jesus. that you came That's on. Well, the stories are one thing, but Jan is talking about the structure versus the content, and he pointed out content. But the point of us today in this part of his book six is to promote the UFO association with the Ace Folk Life. And the historians, which he is, he's a professional historian, he has a degree in history, but the point for us is we left at 60 to 80, aren't ready to check out, so we'll say one of our messages is live long and prosper. But, but the other one is where are we going to keep all this free stuff that we've been slaves to the system on the planet? And I asked well, Bruce to weigh in he because is. he's going to do an event, but Jan needs to he know how are we going to keep all this and can we work together? The key is if you don't keep paying for it, it's gone in a year. Okay? You think your website That's will expire and it's gone. So in, unless you have something set up with a fund and somebody to execute it and realize that everybody has potential of dying. And right now we have a game changer that's out there. And I don't know if it's real or fabricated, but the story that's out there is that there's this coronavirus that's going to wipe out a lot of people, like 200,000 in, uh, uh, do you realize how much we buy from China? Well, I'm sure that's reality to a lot of people, but it's not to me right now. That's reality. Okay, but let's just say, this is a, see, all this stuff is perspective and it's some kind of mind control. There's somebody controlling the information. Some people, some beings, some people. It's a political year. The, the (laughs) The internet no, the internet is above all that stuff, but somebody is definitely the puppet master. No, it's not. It's owned by the government. It's owned by the government and the big the big corporations, be, AT&T. The government could be the Anunnaki. The government could be the Federation. The government could be, you know, we that's not known. We can think it's 
the United States government. We can think it, but there's really layers upon layers upon layers. And you've been in the military and so by, and I've seen the layers upon the layers upon the layers. And most people can't operate on that level, but I've been there. I've seen it, and I'm aware of it, and I know it goes on. So we well, don't know my best. controlling this information. But let's just say that they – All right, information. Mindset. There you I, go. They put this mindset on the information that there's this virus and it's coming around the planet and all these people are dying. Well, why are they doing that? Well, they're probably going to stop the distribution of supplies. Because how much comes from China? What, what, what comes from China, right? What comes from China? That's part so of it. It's always a dog and pony show. They're stopping travel. It's not just people. It's products. Okay? So shit. Well, people buy into the matrix. Doesn't matter. We all buy into the matrix. We think that this stable is solid. We think that uh, whatever they put out in the news, it, whatever news you're listening to, Fox News or the other news, everybody thinks that their reality is the reality, but it's all perspective. So if it gets enough people and it becomes their operating system on what it is, it affects us on a human level, and it, it ends up being in the grocery stores, and in our towns and cities, okay? So well, let's put that on another radio show. There. Let's go back to us. Okay, but on ga- you on Gain Gaia Movement. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You're wondering where the information is going to go. And the information Open source free library. All you can do is keep putting it out there, and maybe you want to go on and pay for the next 20 years. Pay for your website for the next 20 years. But the problem is none of us can afford to go pay 20 years of a website to keep it running, right? And then well, let's ask Jan. It warped. It warped. Jan, right? you so said you wanted to be you know. like the big study. That's just content, but that is just a blogger, and it's free because Blogger offers that through Blog, which is owned by Google, as far as I know. We can look it up. All right, so, but so we can, you don't want to use a website. We're talking copyright. information. I'm talking about Jan, Jan pays for a domain. This is all inside Wait, UFO Association. He pays for a domain, but he has a friend that helps X. him. Jan, dies Jan you pay for a domain, right? right? Right, I do. But So off? when I die, it's already uh, – <clears throat> I've already talked to the uh, administrator about where it's going to go. So it's not going okay. to disappear off the web. See, Unless we planning. slam a shut. He's planning. Because. He's planning. I haven't done that. You haven't done that, TJ. No, I'm I've done it. The Bruce has done that. You have your plan I've for I've done it. But it doesn't years. mean anything because we're all in the cloud servers, and that can crash at any time. So right. this information can go away instantly just because in our illusion of believing that what we see is going to remain is just like all the libraries that burned in Rome with Caesar. Wasn't supposed to happen, folks. We had several cultures. Okay, so here's here's what I'm doing. I'm scanning everything. Everything I can get my hands on, I'm scanning it. And it's not just staying in one place. There's there's, uh, in Australia, England, Sweden... There's copies of these things. They're not going away. Um, they're not on the cloud. Uh, so 
there are there are people that can reconstruct uh, the work I've done. So it's it's not. What uh, are they keeping them on? Are they paying for their own server at home? No, they don't have to pay archives? for a server. You can carry your library on a. Uh, Thumb drive. Uh, I know that. On a thumb drive. But that, you can carry your library on a thumb antiquated. drive. You got thousands and thousands of cases on 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 one thumb drive. <clears throat> but those about, could be uh, like 66, 66 filing CDs. cabinets at Kufos are on one thumb drive. I know, but remember, those are going away. You remember when you used to listen to cassette? Remember when you listened to a transistor radio? It doesn't matter. And you then you went transfer to, to the tapes? next media. You transfer to the next media. You keep on doing that. Yeah, I've right, got so stuff. That, I've about. got this stuff that's on floppy disks. I uh, uh, I tried to get that all off of floppy disks to the next generation. It's going to happen. I mean, people are. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's always you. going to be a, a technology. In fact, I think it's uh, almost uh, it's an economic thing. Hey, well, okay, you've been using this technology for a while. Well, we got to upgrade here. So then, everything you've done before, you better get it all onto something else real fast because it's going away. Nobody right. uses floppy disks anymore. We're Nobody always uses. upgrading our phones. And, we're all and uh, a lot now. of stuff was. Uh, was uh, MS-DOS. Forget about that. That's gone. Right. You can't find, you, it's I hard to that. find people that know how to work <laughs> with MS-DOS. Yeah, we're past C++ and Python now, so <laughs> we're way up yeah. there. All right, so um, half of us are going to have to stay up on the high-tech, on the futuristic stuff. How do you want to divide this up between Ace Folk Life, ACO Association? Ace Folk Life takes in all the music, the spoken word, videographers, all of it. Okay, we work with that with Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. So we got various organizations doing that. So we're a spoken word, but we're oral historians, and we do radio podcasting, live and podcast. And now everybody's tuning in to doing that, all the companies, profit or nonprofit. So we just need to decide who we want to be friends with and what we want to promote open source or copyrighted. And all the attorneys I've worked with in the past, and Lord, I've worked with some great famous ones, they're all about the copyright, because that's where the attorneys that run the country with all that run all the corporations are going. They want us in a big argument around the world, international, so they can get in on the, on the uh, narrative. Right now, the politicians, it's a political year in America, so we're all about the narrative. So the politicians, and they have to pay big bucks. That's always the way it's been in mass media, to pay for their time, air time. So the government and the president's figured out a way to get out there free in the news. Saves a lot of money out of their pocket <laughs> for promoting themselves. But how are we going to stay together? So we, what we have is we're, we're uh, autistic, <laughs> artistic with an A-R, so we have artisans, we have artists, we have astrophysicists, we have historians, astronomers, videographers, but we're trying to pull together in the Internet, folks. So if you want to join us, we're going to figure out how to assist everybody stay on the cutting edge as entrepreneurs, but we're all individual, independent contractors, small business owners, and we're um, – Jan, last week you said you are a professional. I went back to listen. 
How are we going to separate with Janet on the line here? Because she has a nonprofit, but she pays her, uh, out of her pocket to run her nonprofit. She even paid for a uh, big conference called Stargate to the Cosmos, and I couldn't go, and Tommy couldn't go. But it was a, a relatively good success. But she's trying to archive for people and get them on Vimeo. And, uh, you know, people just don't want to pay for stuff because right now it appears we're doing it all free. But we're all the slaves inside the matrix doing all this free for all the big corporations that are making all the big bucks and putting it on Wall Street. But most people that I'm in, I'm in working class association. And the working class association, a lot of them don't realize that the people inside the matrix that are doing all the work free, they go to the uh, universities and get smart, and by the time they get out, all the jobs are gone. So I've recently had an intern, 23, going to college, but he realizes the gamers all thought they were going to get rich, and now they're not, and there's so many. Remember the, the big bust? We train them in the universities, and there's no jobs. Because everybody went for that direction, and the bottom falls out of the TJ, computer industry. TJ, you're, yeah, you're 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 up on the podium and you're preaching again. <laughs> Let's come back. All right. Well, the okay. the thing is, we've got to bring we've got to help the interns. People, people are in a monetary system right now. We're locked in a belief system that money is it. The so, free information. People do not value people do not value free. They well, value it, yeah. when you when you put a, a price in. Well, y'all figure it out. You want to have something. Wait, I'm telling you, if you want to have something preserved, and and people will buy into it, is that you have to monetize it, and that's been the whole problem because it used to be on um, YouTube that you could monetize. I monetized everything. I spent hours putting everything up, and then they changed their system. See, everything is controlled by that puppet master. And we don't know who that is, but that was, you know, who's, who's YouTube? I don't know which guy. Which guy, and if he's a guy, owns YouTube, right? So they just can decide to change it all. So nothing is secure, but you can work right now in today, this moment, to monetize it. If it's monetized, then people will pay for you to access this. They, you have to put a value to it. They have to feel it's valuable. And then that will help you pay for whatever it's the, the cloud or the website. So it's all a circle of money. And I don't like the money system, but that's what we're in. I didn't create the world, but I'm living it, within it. And, and I'm doing what I can to keep going, you know, one, one day at a time, you know, one footstep after another. So this all this abstract stuff that you're talking about is these organizations. They're nothing unless somebody puts their $2 behind it and says, I'll take some of that action. And the ones that are doing well, really well are Facebook. So those people inspired the world to throw money their way, and now they're billionaires. But we're somehow not inspiring them, and we're talking a lot, but we're not really getting people to you know, back us and, and help us pay for it. So then we're using our Social Security, and, you know, and, and uh, we're getting old and we're getting tired. So we need to think... It's like saying the same thing over and over and over. We have to go outside of that box, which is just a do loop. It's an else do loop, right? And we need to go outside, new. What new can we do? Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different outcome. We're not getting a different outcome. So let's think something new and different. But we don't need to do this on a radio show because it's like a, a big commercial. People want to have 
substance. They want to have meat. Um, so what you were doing with Jan, which is creating this archive, that has a value that some of you don't want to pay for. It. But um, I, I, I anyway. think you're you're yes, way okay. over, uh, way off the beam here. There there's no way to monetize okay. this because. The number of people you have that are interested in the subject or subjects is very few. There's not enough to support it. Yeah, They're not George unified. Monetizes it. You can't monetize it. something that nobody's well, he interested does. in. He gets six bucks a month for people buying his archives, and now he has a big job, and he makes you know six, eight, seven digits a year. So he has monetized. What archives? What kind of archives? On Coast to Coast. If you want to listen to all the shows they've recorded, you have to pay. It has it all in um, the archives, and you can't listen. You can only listen to his live broadcast. Yeah, I don't think he's doing seven, six figures, though. I I don't. I'm talking about his his income he's generated by becoming a personality. He is, okay, so he's, he's one person. Uh, Stan right. Stan Freeman uh, went all his life, and he he was able to live a middle class lifestyle from mm-hmm. uh, for uh, a couple of decades based on the fact that he uh, went around and and did talks at every place. Right. Uh, that's that's that that's not getting ahead of anything. That's just keeping even if there was a, a real interest in it, if there was real a real interest in this we would all be gone we wouldn't be necessary because uh there would be money for this and there would be people that would take over from us we would be gone mm-hmm. right so um there is not that interest there's not that level of interest uh, and we've uh, we've caused that on ourselves. We, it's our fault. But uh, so, how could we have generated more interest? This is just um, well, if you if if, 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 if we stop following every cockamamie story in the world and trying to put them all together, uh, like I said, there's very little stuff that's real here. And it's got to be—it's got to be like sifting sand. You get—you sift the sand, and maybe you find somebody that left uh, a dime out on the beach. You're not going to get very much. I—I uh, I hate to go through science fiction, but I—I I read this one story that was really interesting. It was one of these invasion stories where they—you know—they come to Earth and they—they they try to take over and. Somehow they decide to leave. I guess they get a virus or something, and they have to leave. And uh, all of a sudden you've got all these people all over the world with uh, televisions and things. This is an early science fiction right. thing. Uh-huh. Right. And so they've got all these things that the uh, the aliens left. And so everybody's, even though they can't speak the same language, they're holding something up. And then they're describing it mathematically, or what it does, or what they think it does, and they're they're slowly piecing it together. Thousands of people. We don't have thousands of people. We got thousands of lone wolves. That's what we have. 
That's what we have. And uh, a few people like Dolan and a, uh, a couple of other people can make some money off of this. Most people can't. Um, and after a while, it's it's a hobby. And uh, hobbyists uh, fall by the wayside. So uh, if it's not professional and you're not getting compensated for it, it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to get consistent results, and that's what we don't have consistent results. Like I said, you had NICAP for a while. You had actually paid staff and salary, and they did things, but uh, more or less that's gone. So we're like the we're like the scribes in the Middle Ages. We're trying to re, uh, uh, keep the dark away. We're trying to uh, uh, keep knowledge keep knowledge going but it's not something that's going to pay the bills there's not that much interest in it we've we've uh we've more or less shot our wad there's nothing left uh the ttsa thinks that they're going to be the 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 saviors um i don't see them making any money um it's just uh uh, uh, Blink was it 134? Just keeps putting his money in the in the treasury. Keeps loaning, right. keeps loaning TTSA money and money. They're not making that much money. Right. Certain, certainly the uh, the book that they wrote about the old old man losing his clothes uh, didn't make him a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with UFOs or anything. But uh, uh, you can only do so much with coffee cups and uh, and hats and T-shirts. Um, uh, it's like I told uh, Dr. John Reed. Uh, we need an institute of ufology, and it needs to have hundreds, if not thousands, of people. And so it's not it's it's not happening. The Condon Committee, look at them. Oh my God! First of all, they couldn't figure out how to how to study UFOs. They spent they spent almost a year uh, fumbling around about how they're going to study them. And, uh, and finally, they just uh, um, uh, they just did a few cases, and then slapped the uh, executive summary says there's nothing to it and that's it and they were able to spend o- o- over a quarter million dollars just with almost nothing to show for it I mean uh, NICAP gave them hundreds of cases uh, to look into they only looked into a small fraction of them so uh, uh, McDonald gave them uh, cases they said you know, if we we solve these 20 cases he just gave us, he'll just come back with 20 more. And I'm saying to myself when I read that, I said, yeah, that's called science. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, there, there's a lot of dead ends. There's a lot of dead ends. But I don't see how, right now, how anybody's going to make money. Keo made money for a while. Then he poured it all right back into 
I mean, he had best bestseller. Uh, flying saucers are real, and then right, yeah. You know, uh, flying saucers top secret. Uh, uh, I think it may have been bestseller for a couple of weeks, but it did didn't sell as much as his first book. But then when he got NICAP, he put all all the money he had made plus a lot of money that he couldn't afford to. He cut off his kids from going to college because of that. He put it all into NICAP. It's just, you know, that um, you say we can monetize it, but yeah, it's, so, it's hard. Yeah, it's so hard to monetize it when you, like you know. It's like a hobby. This has to be a love, uh, just what you love doing because... There's yeah, no well, money in it. I, and I, I always laugh when people say, oh, you're getting rich on these books. I go, yeah, right, 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 right. No, no I haven't got rich on anything. Joy to do. Not getting rich on it, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, um, I don't know. I, I gave up on that. I do other things. You know, I don't, I don't worry about my UFO books making money, and I don't worry about monetizing any of the stuff because uh, – that's not it. I, now, I used to make money doing therapy with people, so I'm going back to doing therapy. But then, you know, the, the, where I made my most money in life was uh, uh, relationship counseling. So, you know, I'm, I'm putting up that shingle again. Um, but there's no real money for the people like us that are older and retired. And you, you had to do that when you were in your 20s and 30s and 40s, and now it's like, you know, the serpent <laughs> to the end of the road. <laughs> and uh, I'm really happy when I can keep my websites up. I've been channeling money that I earned from other things into maintaining my websites, but I don't think any of my websites have been sustaining themselves for the past 20 years I've been paying for them. It's been my, it's been my charity for the, for the world. I don't go to a church or organized religion. This is my charity to the world. It's a, and there's somebody out there that likes this information. I mean, I do get some people viewing my show. I've got over a thousand shows recorded, and TJ's got about a thousand. So you know, that's our legacy. These shows that we record, and a lot of my people are dead that I recorded. Not a lot, but you know, every year somebody passes, and there I've got this wonderful archive of an interview of somebody that I got, I was blessed to interview, and I'm very grateful that I got to interview them. Right? Right. Well, okay, so this is how I keep television people away from me. They come to me and they say, hey, we want you on this show. Now, most people just jump at that because they want the, uh, the notoriety or they want to be able to say, I was on TV. I tell them, hey, look, Mm -hmm. um, um, uh, and this is this is real small for uh, small fry for uh, television, but uh, most of the people that do UFOs uh, shows don't have much of a budget, anyways. I tell, them, hey, it's uh, it's thirty dollars an hour plus expenses, ten to, uh, ten hours mi- uh, minimum. That's a that's cheap. Uh, uh, Stan Freeman used to uh, get scale whenever he appeared on a UFO show. So mm-hmm. scale is a lot more than that. You, I don't know how much it is today, but it used to be, say, in the, the 70s, to about about $2,000 in appearance. So uh, $300 is nothing, plus expenses, whatever that is. 
but they don't even want to pay that. That's why I'm saying it's hard to monetize this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're getting close to the end. I, I just like to repeat these two sites that people should probably go to, the Big Study, and it's a blog, and it's swords, and he puts down all his experience in the subject. And then Above Top Secret has, they've just put huge amounts of um, uh, the uh, uh, data. It's it's all in PDF, so they've transcribed a lot of these uh, shows on the Internet and... Uh, uh, um, what is it? Not Twitter. Uh, the you know the the shows where they have a lot of um, where they have interviews. People do. Uh, oh, it's it's like a it's, uh, oh. it's an internet blog. I forget what. Uh-huh. They, I you know what uh-huh. it is. Everybody knows what it is. My my memory's been abducted right now. Uh, uh, Not Twitter, it's uh, Facebook? No, not Facebook, no Um, Where where everybody Where they interview people all the time Every day there's Dozens of these things uh, Not sure what you're referring to TJ, are you there? I'm talking about The Okay, I'll remember it after after we're off the air. Okay. I mean, if you guys don't know what it is, I you know I'm sorry. I can't. I just can't. I can't think of it right now. Hey Jan, can you hear me? It's it's like this. What like uh, like what we're doing right now? Exactly right now. What is that called? Blog talk. My. Not your. Not not the. Uh, <sighs> Internet radio. No, it's not internet radio. Ain't that tune? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm missing it. I okay, so they're always doing. They're doing it every day. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, exactly. YouTube. Okay. So, yeah, so there's 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 uh, hundreds of those things that have been transcribed. There's a lot of go- uh, government and other documents that are available. And like I said, it's uh, it's over a quarter of a million uh, pages. Mm-hmm. And they just put up there. It's just been up there for, in fact, I think they just announced it today. So that's something to people to look, if they're interested in the subject, something to people to look for. And I'm sure it's not uh, everybody's cup of tea, but, more, you know, everybody will find something that they are interested in. And then, like I said, uh, Swords has is, Swords is put out his his uh, interest for his whole life in these blogs, so that's something else to look at. Um, I would uh, I would say that if I don't finish scanning stuff before I pass on, uh, the University of New Mexico is going to get my stuff. And Yay. They, they have already already said that it doesn't matter how much I have, it's going to be a, a, a drop in the bucket to what they can store. You know, everybody says, oh, how, how can they store all that? And, 
uh, the dean there at the college told me we, they've got they've got so much room. They're, they're building a big giant storage area. It's not like the universities in the north. The universities in the south are the the ones that are going to hold all the material because they're building archives like crazy. So uh, he said, you, if you if you put if you put your little collection in here. And I told him it's not little. He said, "To us, it is. It, it will it, it will take up very little room <laughs> compared to what we have." And uh, I talked to uh, David Mahler, and his his stuff is going there. And he said, "He said, yeah, it's it's." Uh, he said they could take all his stuff and all my stuff and a dozen other people's stuff, and it will it will just you know it it, it won't be that much. Uh, so. Uh, and I've got I got four rooms here at my house that are filled to the ceiling with file boxes and things and filing cabinets, and then I've got a giant storage area down at the uh, at one of the storage places that's that's filled with oh stuff. Oh my God! Yeah, this is not this is not a a, a small undertaking that I've I've done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not talking about books and uh, periodicals. I'm talking about documents uh-huh. and case files. So you have somebody lined up that if you were to pass, they will go and right. gather all that stuff. And, and, we, and we have the people. Truck and, yeah, and, we have. Know, we have, yeah, the off. University of New Mexico is. Uh, uh, I'm going to sign a paper that they can take it. Now, uh, we have gone out and interviewed people, and we have. Some of them, uh, we we've asked them to put in in their will that it will come uh, t- to us if they pass away. So uh, this is kind of like a secession plan. We have a secession plan. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we think we have a secession plan for for Kufos. That's why we're trying to copy all their stuff. But then the paper right. stuff will probably go to the University of New Mexico uh, eventually if Kufos doesn't uh, start operating again. So I don't well, that's know. Good. You have a plan. I have no idea what's going to happen with all the stuff we have here. <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, Valet is sending thing. his material to uh, to Rice University. That's a good idea, yeah. So uh, Rice has a number of people, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Haynes, Richard Haynes, and uh, a number of other people have their material going to Rice. Now, Valet has mm-hmm. has put a, uh, a 10-year moratorium on looking at it, though. Oh, my goodness. I think there's a reason for that. I think because... <clears throat> He uh, let other people that were interested in ufology use his files, and then he signed a non-disclosure for a certain period of time. So his stuff won't be available. Uh, I think it's about eight or nine years forward from this. Well, I won't be around then, so Mm -hmm. that's probably uh, not me. Um, So there's... uh, 
there's a, a <coughs> there's uh, some of Heineck's stuff is at Northwestern University. Uh, people have said it's not that interesting. Um, There's uh, Clarksburg has Gary Barker's stuff at the at the County Museum. Um, Condon's material is at the uh, um, American Philosophical Society, as is Menzel's class. Uh, Doctor uh, Charles Charles Olivier, who was. Uh, uh, President of the American Meteor Society and a NICAP board member. Um, so there are there are these. Uh, oh, Dr. Uh, Roy Craig, his material is at Texas A&M. Uh, Texas Tech has done a lot of uh, oral histories with people that have had UFO sightings. So. There is there are places where this stuff can go after after uh, uh, we feel that it has no use for us or after we pass away. So there are places that this this material mm-hmm. can go. Um, I think Rice is more interested in the metaphysical aspect or the uh, right. or the uh, cultural aspect. You know, so I think they're uh, a more skeptical um, thing. They they're they're more interested in, uh, you know, look at these UFO freaks, look what their beliefs are. I I think that's yeah, their 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 thing. But in the meantime, they're storing our materials. So that's uh, well. You here's know. what happened when I worked for WRS Motion Pictures in the '80s, in the early '80s or the mid '80s. <clears throat> they were getting they were getting all the films that Hollywood had produced from, you know, the beginning of the film, right? And so they were desperately making um you know, they they didn't have C D S or D V Ds back then, they had um VHS and with beta tapes for a while. And so they had shipped all these originals to a vault in Pittsburgh and then the roof started leaking. <laughs> so it was like Oh, they didn't discover it until some of these things got... So we never, you know, we can have all our plans in place, but, you know, the floods happen, the rains get in, the roof leaks. Right, right, and, and I know that. Uh, George Fawcett's material apparently has all been discarded because the, yeah. roof, the roof gave way. The roof gave way, the roof leaked, wherever you're storing. That's why I think the government made the stuff underground, but, you know, I don't know how... Um, well... Oh, that is. Well, if there's a good earthquake, and all that collapse, or how do they ensure that you know things under the ground won't be moving with the tectonic plate? So, I guess we're all just dust in the wind, and we're like the um, the sand painting or the sand castle, and a good breeze, a good wind, and we're all washed away. But uh, I, I applaud your efforts in taking the next steps and. Uh, yeah, so yeah. They're, they're, uh, as far as the government goes, they don't know what they have or where it is. It's it's like the end of the uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Spielberg movie, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
It just right. needs some air, air, um, uh, some warehouse somewhere. Um, right. <laughs> uh, tell me as good as that the clerical person that documented it, and then tell me as good as where the documentation of where it is, how well that's preserved. So you know. Right. Exactly. So the moral of the story is: be here now and enjoy your now. So, uh, Colonel McCoy ran the biggest microfilming operation in the world, I think, at the time, during the Second World War. They were, uh, there were people all over Europe, uh, military units that were looking for plans, um, blueprints, everything about uh, uh, technology, the, the the, the Nazi technology, and they were uh, <clears throat> they were gathering it, and they sent it to London, and then uh, McCoy and his group was uh, was microfilming it all. Um, and of course, McCoy was the first. Uh, he he ran pro- Project Sign, and we did find some microfilms that uh, that they made of what they had. And uh, going through some of the Project Blue Book things, you can see that some of these cases in Project Blue Book came off microfilms. So uh-huh. uh, uh, Michael Hall and uh, Wendy Connors asked the, asked some of the historians at uh, at Wright Patterson Air Force Base said, "What happened to uh, all these microfilms that McCoy had?" I mean, you must have a giant library somewhere. They don't know where it is. These are the historians of of the base. They don't know where it is. And we've asked four different historians. They have no idea where it is. Right. And and over here in Hawaii, they had all the building plans and records, and they put it in the building, and then it had the um, asbestos, so then nobody was allowed to go with it. Right, or... or with a, a national uh, inquirer, uh, they got they got hit by an anthrax attack, so they had to destroy right. all their uh, all their stuff. Some of the stuff they had is the APRO micro, uh, uh, APRO uh, cases on microfilm. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, the and then they have all these old um, reel-to-reel and. Uh, right. You know, floppy disks, and, and nobody has the equipment to read them anymore. And that was the story with John Tiger, you know, the woman called Art Bell. He had to go back to the 70s to get some kind of computer right. technology that no longer was in the future. So, you know, maybe that's our, our archiving system, is that we can eventually time travel and just go back and retrieve the information all over again from that point in time. Hopefully that exists. That'd be great. That's the, that's the ultimate storage system. Just go back in time. When it was created, <laughs> so uh, we're almost out of time. Uh, last two minutes to you, I guess, or TJ. I'm gonna stop talking. Okay. Well, one more one more thing in this. Uh, uh, Robert Todd was uh, he, he was probably the king of FOIA. He did so many FOIAs. It's uh, I think only John Greenwald is uh, is approaching his level of FOIAs, and. Uh, uh we have the correspondence from the uh Air Force Intelligence Headquarters on on UFOs. That's different from Project Blue Book. That's a 
so from 47 to 52, we've got these this uh, correspondence. It's uh, maybe uh, uh, two filing cabinets full. Okay, so 53 comes along. 53, the uh, they decided they were going to put their a lot of their records on microfilm. Nobody knows where these microfilms are. Now, Todd tried to do a FOIA, and I think they couldn't find it, so they told them, you're denied. But I don't think, I think the reason was that they didn't know where the stuff was. They didn't know where the microfilms are. Somebody has to go to the archives, because the archives is, they've got all these tons and tons of records on paper, but they've got huge amounts of microfilms, and somebody has to look at, look through those and find out where these things are. Right. When I went to the Air Force um, Historical Research Agency, uh, I had a, a, a hint that the Fourth uh, Air Force out there in California had micro microfilm from 1947. Their records. Uh, when I uh, when I looked at that, there was another microfilm that hadn't been indexed. The next one in line, and it had from 48 to 52. So uh, I don't think a lot of these people know where their stuff is, as far as officials go. Um, so that was a, a a great discovery. I haven't had one like that for a while. That's about that's about thirty years ago. So. Wow. Hey, I think we're out of time. TJ, are you there? You want to wrap up the show? We're uh, a minute past the top of the hour. I don't know if we're still doing yeah. broadcast. Yeah. I appreciate or... everybody. I'm gonna let uh, stand by Tommy, and uh, I'll let him uh, announce his show tomorrow. But uh, Janet, thank you for joining us and weighing thank in you. on your Thank you. I've got to sign off now. So thank okay. you so much for having me. Love and blessings and aloha. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Tommy, uh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. All right. All right. Just uh, say hi. We're still recording, so this will go out on this part. But, Tommy, I'd like you to be a part of this show by announcing what we're doing with the ACE Folk Life in the ACE, which I've got authors uh, coaching. Ace life folks like the biggest loser, but uh, Jan, have you talked to Tommy? Remember Tommy and I? Are new yeah, and yeah, we were going to do a show today on uh, Indian lore with the UFOs. Yeah, I was hoping we could do that, but I needed to get this uh, thing out of the way. But Tommy is going to do a show tomorrow. If you could come on, uh, do you want to do one tomorrow, Jan? Uh, for no, I got, I got a I got a follow up consultation tomorrow, so I'll I'll be I'll be stuck okay. for most of the afternoon. All right. Well, what about next Wednesday, Tommy? Yeah, I I just want to ask Tommy about, about something. Does Wapi does that ring any bells? It's a tribe, yeah. Yeah, and I think there's uh, it's a tribe, and I think the it's also a person. And the uh, <clears throat> the basket maidens come down from uh, the sky and uh, dance with him. Does does that sound familiar? 
Well, yeah, well, we could talk you about know, there's that. So many, more, there's but... so many, there's so many, there's so many of these stories in Indian lore that it's just amazing. Well, but see, here's the thing. I, I'm I'm half native. I I traveled all over the United States. I danced with many tribes. I sat with most many of the elders, uh, and I actually was going to battle with two of them, Archie Landeer and Wallace Black Elk, who are considered the most famous native people in in, in the United States. Uh, but their fathers were the, the head medicine people. But the stories they tell are incredible. Uh, and what's going on with the, the natives doing their UFO conferences now and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm a rebel. I'm hardcore uh, as far as proof and truth. Uh, it's it's hard to believe any of the stories because none of it, even when they say they work with Bigfoot and all those kind of things, they never got any real help. So I always say, if you say you're going to work with a uh, spiritual being that's going to protect you, show where he protects you. And every story they tell just shows how the Native people got destroyed and wiped out. I mean, even when they said Bigfoot was helping them, when, when the star beings came down, they don't even know what race it was. Most, I mean, all the tribal people have no clue what race the, the star beings were. And it was a particular race. But don't forget, they were also dealing with the giants as well, trying to kill the giants. So there was a lot going on. But this story is just so fabricated over time like every other story in every other nation and every other religion. Uh, it loses any kind of uh, truth to it because, I mean, we could believe all the stories out there right now and not one of them is really going to help the human race move forward as a people. It'll help the rich, rich people because the government's working with the alien races that are building these cities and everything else for them underground. It has nothing to do with saving us. And I'm glad I didn't come on the show before because my viewpoints are a lot different than almost 90% of the people out there in the UFO world. I've been there. I experienced it. I went through it. And I look at the evidence, evidence of what's really happening, not what people say. I mean, you could pick up an artifact and say, well, that was an alien's artifact. But what, what good was it, was it to them, really? I mean, even the pyramids, what good are they to us now? I mean, all the ideas of what the ancient aliens talk about. Oh, they get paid twenty-five to twenty to $25,000 for the weekend, just so you know. They're beyond the 10000 5000 mark. They, they go into the big marks. All the money goes to the big speakers when they do a conference like that. So they're not into penny and the, uh, how many hours and stuff. They do two hours of speaking, and they get paid $20,000. So it's not like the average UFO speaker that could speak two workshops, yeah, two workshops a week. And, and uh, you know, half of them, are, I'm sorry, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, that's the big problem. That's the yeah. big problem. Yeah. Now, I'm glad. Uh, I'm doing a show tomorrow at Tina Bird. She's been abducted half of her life. Her story is real. She's, she agrees with me almost. We, we agree almost about 99, 98% on everything, including there's no such thing as a good alien. Uh, I know people totally disagree with that, but that's their choice. I said when a good alien comes down and helps mankind, Tesla worked with a bad alien race. Einstein worked with a bad alien race. The technology they brought out is going to destroy the planet, not save it. So when we talk about the most important thing that ever happened was that the technology that Tesla brought out to this world, and he didn't get it out of his brain. He got it out of technology that the aliens gave him and, and, and showed him. So, yeah, we got problems coming soon. Uh, this virus is an alien virus, and I, don't, I can't say where it was dropped off, whether it was dropped off in the United States and brought to China or whether China was working with it. It's a year old already, just so you know. They had it. It got out. Whether somebody released it or how it got out is a different story. 
But China wants to take over the world. They're building giant cities. So their, their, their foundation is not about destroying their own race. But they will, if this virus spreads to Tibet, it will destroy Tibet. They already took over Tibet, but it'll destroy all the Tibetan people that are there that still follow the Dalai Lama. Uh, so, yeah, there's battles going on with China. They want to be the number one country in the world. And right now they're going to go after the United States money. And that's what's happening right this second. So, yeah. Who controls them? What race do they work with? But they're people fighting with guns and weapons. The United States already worked with aliens for such a long time, and the, the technology that we're going to use could eliminate a country in a very short time. So, I mean, that's why the United States doesn't want to talk about it. If they did, then China would try to wipe us out before we could. I mean, there's, mo- there's reasons why the government covers up what they're doing. They don't want to tell the world what we, we're prepared to do. We're fighting with aliens in space, and so is Russia. So people don't want the truth. They're not ready for it. They want to hear good aliens are going to come help us. I'm not going to name names, but people think aliens are good. The Anunnaki is the most evil race that ever came to this planet, next to the reptilians. The greys aren't as half as bad. They're, they created a couple worlds already. If you listen to the show, Tina can explain that greatly. Uh, but there's a lot of things going on, but we're in trouble, and the outside of the planet is in the worst trouble. So, yeah, I'm hardcore about that. And I look at the facts. I look at the people talking about it and their proof. Uh, just so you know, I, I stayed with Sergio 18, and we worked up in Wanakew, New Jersey. Now, Bruce Cornett's story is his story. But Brian and me, we were on the government property every day, three, four days a week. We stayed there for six to eight hours every night. Uh, Bruce came out there a couple times with us. We spent a couple years going there. We filmed every kind of ship that exists, every kind of creature, every kind of alien entity. Oh, man, it, it was the place where Tesla was working with DuPont. That whole story, nobody talks about it because they don't know it. Uh, now, the most that should be a whole show because and, – and the stories that are coming out, the books, I mean, Bruce is going to be talking about it a little. But we went to the police departments uh, up there getting all the information of these cops because the, the Wanaku Reservoir was a city. Haven't had there were people living there. They brought the people out and flooded the city for nine months. UFOs were going in and out of that city while the army was stationed around it. They couldn't do a thing about it. It's the most important UFO story in the United States because basically it's what happened after Tesla created the Philadelphia experiment. I mean, Bruce got involved with plotting out the vortex of energy between Pine Bush, Long Island, Montauk, and, and, and uh, the three sections where it was, Wanaku, New Jersey. But basically, what went on here, I was friends with the people involved with uh, the Philadelphia Experiment, the one that died, who was the most important one, not Al Bielik. I mean, Preston Nichols talks about it, but Al Bielik was the only one that actually went back in time. And he was the only one that lived through it. So uh, his truth, I think, is probably the most important, if you're going to even mention the Montauk Project or the Philadelphia Experiment. And he was friends. I was friends with him. So was Sergio team. And I could go into the whole story, but we don't have time. The show is over. But uh, for me, the truth is all that matters, not what people say, not people what, what they want, uh, because basically we have the history of the Anunnaki, we have supposedly, we have the history of, of, of the Sumerians, we have the history of, of the Atlanteans. So who, who do you want to follow? Which one of them? Their truth was documented in stone, and it's the oldest stone documents on this planet. 
So do we want to listen to them or we want to listen to Joe Schmo writing a document and putting it in a file and say, okay, here's the truth. I mean, we have stories coming out every day. Like you said, these top speakers that are making all the money never saw a UFO. We're never inside a UFO, never saw an alien, was never close to an alien. So how can they talk about it? I mean, I can say names because I met with many people and challenged them to their face. I don't hide what I say, don't cover up what I say, and I put it out there mainstream. I said, you want to talk, you want to debate it, go right ahead. You want to go to court against me? Please, take it to court. Say you know God. I mean, any of those things. Uh, here's the battle. We're trying to bring the truth out. I know TJ agreed with me originally. We want to bring truth out to help people. And I mean, saying we're going to live here forever, why would we want to? That's what reincarnation was to teach us so that we didn't have to stay here so we can leave. Uh, but see, Lucifer is not the one in power on this planet. Satan is. Satan's the one that's given these people the idea, kill and murder, rape, and stay in here to do it over and over again. Uh, why leave? We can have all the fun we want here. We've got drugs. We've got everything we could possibly ever want. So staying in a world that's pretty messed up is pretty sad in my case because the world get better. The closer you get to God, which nobody talks about, nobody can, nobody wants to. But what, when you get closer to those higher realms, everything gets better. And if, the place, if something gets better, why would you want to stay in a place that's worse? It's called ego. I'll, I'll let it down. I could go on forever, but that's, that's where I'm at right now. So right. just showed it. Speaking that I'm doing... ego, Tommy, I love you, yeah. and you've been with my ace folk life, but Jan and you need to have a talk off air about how we're going to do folk life myths and legends because Jan's very aware of uh, the myths and legends, plus what he sent me to was about the, uh, a blogger that's free, but – he has a lot of tales of the extraterrestrials and uh, the ones I'm interested in because I saw them come out of the water in Kaneohe, Jan. I can't prove it to you, but a bunch of us girls were called over to Hawaii to do a, I guess, meet these people. But I had a cousin that I swear they were like uh, mermaids. But anyway, that gets crazy because we don't want to believe in things that are magic, mystical mystery so i also have well, a group no, for tj no. tj well, we gotta figure this we have out the, okay but we have the aquatic race here they're half human and half fish and they live under the ocean that's what all the green orbs going into the ocean off of hawaii are it's a race we have the pleiadians and and, and them they're the two races that that populate around the uh, the hawaiian islands well, that's all right no and they're real but i all right. Well, know, that's what I, I want to do with you and Jan. How do I prove that? Because, you know, you're very much on truth, but it's your truth and what you've experienced or what you think. So I want you all to watch The Monk, and it's called the uh, from Hawaii, folks. Ten years he was a monk in Hawaii, and he is an entrepreneur. So he's going around teaching, and you can listen to him, Jan, on YouTube, but I like his logic. He has three bars for a comedian, three white bars. He says he has three more bars than us, so it's funny. It's called Monk Entrepreneur. His name's Don Dapani. Dan, D-A-N. I may be saying it wrong. Dan Dapani, and uh, help me with my entrepreneurs and my interns and my my university and how we're restructuring all this, folks, because I want to help everybody, but I'm only one person. So if you can join my group, please do. It's Teresa J. Morris, 
and I have a Patreon account for my community. And my community is just full of people with their own ideas, expectations, filters, experiences. And my, I guess my daughter named our group uh, Ascension Center with me when we were born and we died. So we're curious creatures. We have memories of past lives, and she's dead now. But she gave her life for the Ascension Center organization, the ACO, and she called us disgruntled monks. <laughs> and it's on my refrigerator in there. She left me Galatians uh, from the Bible, but she believed that, that we have higher beings. We call them God. And so, you know, Christian, Muslim, Jew, whatever color you are, we don't care. The thing is, you're here now. And the bottom line, Tommy, you know, is suicide prevention. And we hear every day of friends of ours that have died. And I lost my producer, Paul Rosenberg, who called me to tell me he was checking out, but I didn't know what to do. He told me, don't call me. It's too late now. Don't call my sister. Don't call. And he was in variety because he was a producer. With uh, He worked with Ron Howard and uh, on the astronaut show, Apollo something, uh, Apollo 13, I think, with Ron Howard. So, uh Anyway, folks, we've had a lot of wonderful people. Uh, Tommy, uh, Paul went over after I interviewed him, and he became a big member of our group here as a producer in his Vimeo. With uh, He went on Carrie Cassidy. I guess she heard my show, or you told her about it, because you always tell Carrie stuff. But, uh, Jan, I hope you get to know Tommy, but y'all are both opinionated. I, I would like to see if y'all get along, because Tommy loved Dr. Bruce Cornett for a while, but when all my people... No, 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 no. They no. learn about each other. CJ, Dr. Bruce Cornett came in late. You don't love anybody? No, uh, no, no, I don't love Bruce Cornett. I don't love people uh, in the UFO world because <laughs> most of them are storytellers. Well, you don't love me? You, you're different, TJ. You know, you're, you're, not, you're a person I know as a friend. That's different. <laughs> oh, okay. My partner well, is I'm glad we got that close to away. Me. I thought you loved everybody. Well, Jan... I'm no, not going to ask no. you that question because I don't want to know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might, he might, he might love everybody. <laughs> Do you love? Oh, I hate everybody equally. <laughs> I'm an equal, <laughs> equal opportunity hater. Uh, right. <laughs> you guys are hard on me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to market it. Well, you know, you know, you know, you know the stuff we're having in Iowa right now. Uh, I mean, I, I've been. Uh, yeah, the politics, the uh, caucus, and they 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 messed it up, you know. And it's yeah, really not it's really not uh, the volunteers' fault. Uh, they I don't think they were properly trained on this app, and I don't think the app was uh, never the people that trained. that looked at it afterwards. But I've I've been giving the Democrats uh, um, hell all day. And this and one guy says, he, "This one guy says you're a Trumper," and I said, "No, I don't like him either." And I, yeah. I oh, you don't, uh, you don't like he anybody. says, "Well, the the uh, the Republicans are dumb," and I said, "Yeah, that's what we got. We got two parties, dumb and dumber." <laughs> well, I call it I call us the dog and pony show, but I call it the pony and the elephant dog and pony. But I call it the elephant well, pony you, show. I, the know, elephant dog show. Call, wait, wait, wait. You can call it whatever you want, but we have to live within it. All right. That's right. Two people that hate each other. We got to deal with the two people that have different viewpoints on life. Now, I just wrote a letter. I hate Trump, but I support him blocking. He's going to go on TV tonight or right now 
saying that he's going to stop six other countries from coming into the United States. I support yeah. that. It's from the ancient right. of times, the wars, how we do it. Think about it. Back to before Christ. You know, we have to have both sides of chaos to balance out the universe. It's very uh, universal. Look, 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 look. You, can, you can have two sides. We've had this for years. We had two sides. And they're, somehow they find a way to uh, uh, come to a conclusion. It may not be well, exactly right, 100%. Nobody gets 100%. But now we're having a lot of problems with being able to uh, just get along with the other person instead of pointing out all his faults and foibles instead of saying, okay, look, we'll give you something, you give us something. That That's, well, see, that's, that's the way this country has worked see, for years. Hyperbole. Well, the, well, Hyper- no, no. Hyperbole. The new age, I use the word new ages. They think everybody has equal rights. Let the rapists have the rights. Let the murder have rights. Let the, let the child being abused have the same rights as everybody else. No, they don't. Nobody has rights. The rich people took over the rights of people. The Constitution was written by the Native people, not white people. The white people blocked the, the, the red people from being part of it. So that's against the Constitution, which we think supports the people. It only supports the they white people. They write it. Well, let's stop right there because I want no, to be uplifting okay. and don't want to scare people off. Okay. But folks, <laughs> I'm going to do what I can, but everybody's entitled to an opinion, and I'll do my best to supply a platform for all of you people that want to learn your speech craft. Please get to know Jan and Tommy. They're both in my ACO club, my Ace Folk Life, and my UFO Association, and I get to pick who those people are. It's my club. <laughs> but if you want to be associated with any organizations, I'm very loving and giving. I'm, I'm one of those love and light people, but I'm also logical. So, the, you know, the, my, I'm the disgruntled monk. But you can find me as the Cosmos Ambassador, as a precognitive uh, psychic entertainer. <laughs> and I love Tommy and I love Jen in different ways. But I'm trying to be logical because uh, I've never met either of them. I've never seen their bodies, but I mean it spiritually. So uh, logically, spiritually, I'm doing spiritual science for everybody. Jan, I hope you'll come back. Now, if you want to, we can do a Friday, Jan. But uh, Bruce uh, is doing my author's club, but he wants to be in the UFO Association, Jan. And we haven't voted yet. Normally, everybody in my group has to be in a year. Tommy's been with me for in many lifetimes, in many universes. <laughs> but um, Bruce, I'm getting to know this first year, but we have the articles and bylaws, Jan. Everybody go to acoclub.app, please, and look up the articles and bylaws, and let me know if you want to play with me and what group you want to be in. Or you can just take the easy way and do the contributor supporter and go to patreon.com, uh forward slash join forward slash Teresa J. Morris. That's my name and playing the book of life and the game of life is my game. And I'm trying to figure out everybody and I guess I do use uh, tarot cards a lot and I believe in archetypes and lifestyles. So this is Jan's book too, episode six. Thank you, Tommy, for hanging around and we'll talk for two hours tomorrow. Okay, Tommy? <laughs> All right. Okay, Thank we'll you, Jan. Talk, we'll when, when will we see you again? All right, when will we see you, Jan? Tuesday or 
Just keep Tuesday for UFO Association or what? Friday night too or what? Um, yeah, I can't do Friday. And um, Weekend I, I don't out. think I can do next Tuesday either. I I I, I got a lot of uh, appointments right now, so that okay. Uh, <clears throat> well, one it was hard to get um, back here for this this show because uh, you know um, we can do it late, seven to nine at night. Yeah. See, the uh, uh, sometimes you're 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 in the office and you're waiting for hours before they see you, and then they want to talk to you for a long time. That's so. what happened to me. And yeah. Remember, I missed a Tuesday because I thought surely I'd be back because, like, it was 12 or 1 o'clock, and they didn't yeah. get to see me until 4, and I missed my own show with you. So that's true, folks. The 60 day crew, we got we to gotta go to the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> well, just think about it. I don't, at least once a month, Tommy, you and me and him uh, – yeah. Wins, it doesn't matter. We got Tuesday through Friday. Yeah. And next well, Tuesday when he comes is no good up. for me. See, see when he comes what up with day? a date. Let him come up with a date. Let him come up with a date. Yeah. You come up let with him, a date. Let you let know me. when he's free. Can right. you email me, Jan? Yeah, sure. All right. Let me know once a month which date you want, and we'll continue episode seven with Tommy. All right. Love and light. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Love Thank you, light. everybody. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. Okay, bye.